0: Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mm, Here we go, my friends. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm Chris Fanfleet. So good to have you with us for this one. So good to be able to sit down in person with Maven for this conversation. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, so it was such a pleasure to be able to join him and look him in the eye, shake his hand, and talk about his journey from school teacher to Tough Enough Winner to WWE Superstar to now life after WWE, and of course, everything in between. We did this at the Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest in Hamburg, Pennsylvania last weekend. It was so awesome to be able to meet and talk with so many of you guys who listen to the show. So thank you for stopping by and, and saying hello there. And speaking of that, I'm going to be in Fort Worth, Texas at the Independent Wrestling Expo on August 7th. So if you live in and around the Fort Worth or Dallas area, or if you're able to travel in to the Fort Worth or Dallas area, it'd be so great to see you there. I've got all the details on my Twitter, at ChrisFanVleet. So it's August 7th, the Independent Wrestling Expo. I hope to see you there. It's also been great seeing all these new reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much to everyone who's taken the time out of their day to just leave a few words or a few emojis on there, whatever it happens to be. Trust me. It really, really helps the show and it helps the show to climb the charts and be up there with the likes of Talk is Jericho and Cornette and all of Conrad's incredibly successful shows. So so thank you. This one is from Blue Cash 3 who writes, bought my first iPhone. As I was buying my first iPhone, first thing that immediately popped into my mind was I have to leave CVV a review. I'm a longtime listener. I really enjoy your interviews. To quote Booker T, my faves are TJ Wilson, Tomatonga, Kylie, Ray, Kurt Angle, MJF. I listen to your interviews while I work and I don't have the most glamorous night shift job, but I'm definitely in better spirits while listening. I've recommended your show to my coworkers and now we listen to a random episode a night. Most of them are non-wrestling fans, but they're entertained by the stories. A group of them even had to watch some Jay Lethal matches after his interview. Keep up the great work. P.S. If you ever get the chance, I'd love an interview with Chael Sonnen or Daniel Cormier. Well, thank you so much, Blue Cash 3 I'm glad we can hang out together on those night shifts. Yeah, Chael Sonnen is definitely someone who is on my wish list of interviews. So let's see if we can make that happen before the end of the year. If you haven't left a review yet and you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be incredible if you could leave a review and I will read one out on every single episode as my way of saying thanks for being on this ride. Okay, let's get this ride going. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in person, Maven. It's so good to be able to see you in person. Uh, my pleasure. No, the, my pleasure. the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> thank you for making this happen. It's my pleasure. Honestly, I I wish I could say I
1: do a lot of interviews. I wish I could say I do a lot of this kind of stuff. I don't. Yeah. But if there's one person that I'm glad to be doing them for, it's you. Oh, I'm my gosh. I'm wow. Honored, brother.
0: Please keep going. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. <laughs> You'd only, only do this for 20 or 30 more minutes. That's <laughs> very kind. So no, thank you very me. much. And I know you don't do a lot of interviews. So when I saw your name here, we're at Legends of Hamburg in P- Hamburg, Pennsylvania right now. When I saw your name on the list, I went, oh, I need to reach out to Maven.
1: Now, okay, now, that doesn't say, why? Why me?
0: Because exactly what you just said, you don't <laughs> do a lot of interviews. Okay, all right. And I think a lot of people are watching this right now or listening to this going, what has Maven been up to? Huh. Well, yeah. we're going to find out. Yeah. No, I think that, uh, I think a lot of people think that your career was just, you won tough enough, right. you had the Undertaker spot at the Royal Rumble, right. and then uh, that was it. Uh, you were in WWE for almost five years. Yeah,
1: I was, and... Even after that, when TNA was first started, yeah, yeah. I was doing a lot of their house shows. I was doing a lot of the shows to get, you know, to get that that organization yeah. up and running. So, you know, I was in the business for a long time. I yeah. transitioned out shortly thereafter. But, you know, I'm in, under no illusion to think of the I had the career, you know, of one of the top guys. But I think I had a pretty a pretty good career, a respectable career, if nothing else, memorable for sure. I, well, I mean. <laughs> If you remembered it, then yeah, I guess so. Well, also, happy. the
0: fact that you were the first ever Tough Enough winner—I was. Yeah. That was a, such a—that was a
1: huge show on MTV. Yeah, and it was groundbreaking. And you know, uh, <laughs> I'm sweating. It's hot. <laughs> it's about eight thousand degrees inside this uh. You brought your this up, bingo. Not ball. even two minutes in. Not even. Uh, we're bringing out. out the sweat rag. Because yeah, it's, it's going to be out all the whole damn time. <laughs> um, no, if you think about when the show started, the show you know Tough Enough uh, came out. What was it? 2000? It was pre-9-11, so it was like 2001, yeah. we started filming, we, we rec- they filmed the show, and this was the early days of reality television, back before you could make a, a career yeah. out of being a reality, sh- a reality star. Literally, going into it, we were promised one thing, and that was a chance to get into the WWE. I'll tell you a secret, too, that I haven't told very many because I kind of feel stupid. <laughs> um, when I was interviewing to go on Tough Enough, uh, the MTV people pulled me aside and they asked me, they said, do you want to be a wrestler or do you want to be on TV? And they offered me a spot on the upcoming Real World or a Road Rules coming oh. up. But I was a wrestling fan. I grew up watching wrestling and yeah. I, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Wow. Did you want to be a wrestler when you were a kid? I, how do you become an astronaut? <laughs> uh, yeah they, same thing is how do you become a wrestler I did but uh, you know who knew how to get into that business yeah and so I was I was a school teacher I was teaching sixth grade I can't believe people trusted me with their kids but they did
0: and you're how old at the time at 22
1: 22 years old I was my second year teaching sixth grade I was a high school baseball coach i um, living in Portland Oregon and I was at home with a buddy of mine watching roll and Jim Ross came on and was like, you ever wanted to be a wrestler? And I was like, yes, yeah, yeah I had, I do. And it, it, things fell into place at that point. I made the dumbest video you could imagine. How dumb were we talking? I, okay. All right, this is how dumb. Neoprene shirt, skin tight neoprene shirt, indoor with sunglasses on. <laughs> I acted like I was reading a newspaper that the person recording the video interrupted. Oh. So I put the paper down and then I went into my spiel. Total heel maneuver. It was just complete ridiculousness. Did you go into it going, "I'm gonna"? Oh, the sweat rag is it's back. Not gonna, I, I, listen, I'm a sweater. It's I've okay. always been like that. And we're like we're in, we're in a bingo hall. I'm looking at a an, ex, an exhaust fan.
0: Yeah, there is. There's no AC in here. Yeah, no AC. We're, no, we're yeah. It smells good though. Did you Did you think that when you auditioned for the show that you were gonna not get a chance? Really? I almost walked out. We went to New York. It was my first time ever in New York. I flew from Oregon
1: because I got a—here's an even better better one, part, part of that. I, me and my buddies, we play jokes on each other. I'm sure you and your friends do. Sure, yeah. So I'm um, in my classroom, and the phone rings. I've got sixth grade, you know, going on. And I'll pick up the phone, and the lady on the other end went, Maven, this is Christina from um, WWF and, M- and MTV. I went, yeah, right, tell Kirk very funny. And I hung up. <laughs> and then I called him later, and I was like, ah, very cute having that person call. And he was like, nah, that wasn't me. He's like, I did not if if that was that was somebody calling you. So I prayed they called back. They did. Yeah. And they invited me to New York. I went and it was at um, Times Square when WWF New York used to be out there in Times Square. I get there and I see and like if you want to get into steroids later, I'm one of the wrestlers that admitted, yeah, I took them. I took a lot. I love the reaction that it gave me. Probably not great for my health, but I did it. I'm not going to hide that. I get there, never taking anything, and I'm seeing all these gigantic, enormous jack dudes, and I'm 205. I'm like, what am I doing here? I almost left right then. The only reason I didn't is because I paid paid for a plane ticket to get there, and I said, I'm going to see this through.
0: Wow.
1: I I was this close to leaving, this close to leaving. And then it was like a two-day process, and... You know, by the end of the second day, I was on the show, and at that point, I, I, I no part of me ever thought I was going to have to quit my teaching job, yeah. but
0: I had a plane ride back to Oregon to figure out how I was going to get it done. Did you, did you fly out there going, I am not only going to make it on this show, no. I'm going to win this show?
1: No, no. I went out there saying I'm going to go to New York for my first time ever. I'll be back on Monday, class.
0: Wow. That was my mindset. So then when you did get on the show, did you go, all right, this is starting to get a little bit more real. Well, no, once I was on it, at that point, who did you look at as your main competition, Chris Chris Nowinski? Yeah. And
1: for the mere fact that he had wrestled before, and he was good. He was a big kid, and in wrestling big is, you know, Vince likes big guys. Yeah. And Chris was, you know, a good two inches taller than I was. Yeah. Probably. Thirty pounds bigger, and Harvard educated. I right, fuck that. I, oh, <laughs> I, okay. Of course, the internet. All okay. right, <laughs> I like that. Uh, Harvard educated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about Josh Matthews? Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Josh was the best wrestler, in ring technical wrestler, yeah. in there. But Chris, I just thought that, and it, like you know, how your mind plays tricks on you. Yeah. You know, you you start seeing a, or you see a girl, and you're mm-hmm. like, ah, she can't like me for this, this, and this, and this reason. Well, that's what my mind was doing to me. You know, the WWE is not going to want me because of this, this, and this. And, of course, I thought they're going to want someone like Nowinski who's got experience, not going to make them look stupid. And, you know, he was technically good enough and yeah. had a decent look. Josh was by far the best wrestler. Yeah. Josh was doing everything in the ring. And, you know, those two I knew were my, were, were my competition. But I went in. I was all in. Yeah. I quit my job. I sold my car. And I pretty much knew that when it was over, if I didn't win, I was moving back home with my mom. So I was all in. So you picked up your life and moved to where? It's from, uh, well, at the time, I was in Oregon. And if it didn't work out there, I was going to have to move back to Virginia with my mom because I was going to be jobless.
0: And then, where were they filming the show? Uh, New York. Well, uh, right outside of Stanford, Connecticut. Oh, and then you were going into where they had... It was basically the PC before it was the PC. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's true. It, we, we filmed at a place called Tracks. Um, it was right off, uh, yeah, literally right two miles from where the uh, main office is, or uh, was, the Titan Center. And we were there every day, and we lived in a, in a house, right, a couple miles away. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't feel like you really had the chance to, like, train as much as you probably no, should have. Never. Every other Tough Enough Winter after you— Disappeared for a little while, went to developmental. Yeah. I think they kind of went, this is our first reality show star. We want to show off our bright, shiny new toy. They
1: did. Yeah. And I'm going to tell it. I guarantee you, there's there's a couple things that I can say that I know no other wrestler can say. Here's one of them. My first three matches ever, first three matches <laughs> were on SmackDown. Yeah. Who else can say that? Like, everybody else, they're wrestling, you know, places like this or yeah. high school gyms, which is good. Yeah. That's, well, that's how you get the reps in. Exactly. You need yeah. to get, you need to, yeah. You get need to get the reps in. You need to get – there's some seasoning that has to take place yeah. before you know what to do. I literally walked out, and I remember right before my first match with Taz, I'm standing up in gorilla position, that right area right before the curtain. I got Vince McMahon. I got Pat Patterson. I got Jerry Briscoe. I got Taz telling me, oh, kid, it's going to be all right. We'll be fine. And I've got 30 th- or whatever thousand people out in the arena. I literally if, – if, if I would have been given an option and death would have been one of them, I probably might have
0: taken it. I was that scared.
1: Wow! I was that
0: scared. If you could go back and change anything or tell yourself something yeah. before getting onto that flight to New York, <laughs> what would you tell yourself? Live the ride. Just enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy every minute of this because
1: you know, life's fleeting and and time and especially youth. You know, now that I'm getting older, now that you know, you know, my 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 wrestling days are are behind me. Those are the. You know, experiences like that, excitement like that, that's what we live for. Yeah. That's what makes life worth living. Yeah. And, you know, just enjoy the uncomfortable moments as much as you do the comfortable moments.
0: Yeah, because that time probably felt like the longest time of your life while it was happening uh, and it, the shortest time of your life when it was done. Now that it's done. Exactly. thats the best. that's the best way to, to describe it. Um,
1: getting back to Tough Enough real quick. Yeah, of course. A lot of people, do, I, I knew I was winning going into it. Before they told you that well in so many words, huh? My mom was sick at the time. My mom was battling cancer, and I had to leave the show. Probably nine weeks show we filmed. Probably at week seven, I had to leave the show. Thirteen people started tough enough. Eight quit, which I couldn't get. You're doing this. Is it going to be easy? No. It's yeah. it's it's going to hurt. It's going to be it's going to suck. Yeah. But I'm not going to quit. I only thing that could have made me quit was my mom. You know, I sit big down and Al Snow down, and I'm like, listen, I don't want to leave, but my my mom's sister literally just sent me a message saying, your mom's in the hospital, they don't know if she's gonna make it through the weekend. I gotta leave, I gotta go. I don't want to, but I have to. I'll pick up training on my own when I'm you know, when I figure out what's up with her. And they told me, they were like, listen, We'll stop the show, right? We'll, we'll, we'll fly you home, figure it out. And without the cameras there, they were pretty much like, listen, you're our front runner right now. You wow. get home and you get back here. Just don't be a fuck up. And yeah. it's pretty much yours.
0: But the stop. fact that they were willing to go take care of your personal business yeah, no,
1: that. Uh, that's, and I don't know, like, if, if, if people's got beef with anybody. The whole time my mom was sick and she ended up passing in 04. When she finally did get really, really, really sick at the end, she was in the hospital for 80 days. The WWE told me, go. You could be with her. You wow. spend this time with her. Checks came every week. Wow. They, they were like, and they never rushed me back. After she passed, they were like, you take as much time as you need. Yeah. They, I, I can't imagine a corporation being more understandable, more forgiving yeah. during that time. Wow. That's yeah. a really amazing idea. Uh, no, it's... it's and I, I'm still to this day appreciative of that.
0: There's also a lot of guys that go, I know you're telling me I can go, but I'm worried that when I come back, I won't have my spot here. But it's great that you trusted them, they trusted you. Yeah, and there was no option. Like, like well, to, of course. Well, it's like it,
1: it, it was my mom. Yeah. And if I would have came back and not had a job, then guess what? I would have done something else. Yeah. I've always looked at life that way, though. It's, it's, yeah, this didn't work out. Something will come up. Yeah. I'll do something else.
0: Yeah. You what, know? what are you doing now? <laughs>
1: uh, you're a good transition. Um, I mean, yeah, you, I just, you, you teed that up for me. I, <laughs> a good interview will always take. <laughs> no, I actually, crazy enough, I work in the weirdest industry you can work in now. I work in finance in City and Wall Street. You work I on Wall travel. Street? Yeah, I travel into Wall you're Street. the real-life
0: JBL. I, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I travel in, and I... I work for a, a company, you know, right on John Street. Work with some interesting, you know, interesting cats because I never in my life um, worked in finance before. Got this job, found out a lot of people in this industry are into music. Mm. I can't, no, honestly, never. Everybody I work with has a, a demo coming out, a CD coming out, or, or a video coming out. Literally,
0: yeah. So you commute in from where? Uh, I live in Jersey. New okay. Jersey. Yeah. So. Oh, so we're here in Hamburg. You drove here. Drove here. About oh. a two hour drive. Wow. Yeah. I was looking. You don't have social media, do you? I, I don't. Nah. Unless you do. Yeah. If you do, it's like a private I, thing. I, I don't. I've never, I never got into it. There yeah. was a, a Twitter that I found that was supposed, supposedly yours. Yeah. And the last tweet was like, I'm now in dental sales. Nah.
1: Never the, sold, never been in dental sales. So that's day not you. Well, it's not me. Wow. I've never been in dental sales a day in my life.
0: Speaking of New York, I'm sure you know the story. Ariel Hawani saw you outside of a sports bar. You know who that is? Yeah. Saw you outside of a sports bar working as a bouncer. I was, yeah. And basically said, like, Maven did not want to be recognized. Like, he was not happy that I recognized him. It's not that I didn't want to be recognized. I. Oh, uh, Is there more to that story? No, that was just basically, this was like eight years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago.
1: I, I had an incident, you know, probably back 2012. Um... I was working for the home shopping network. Had a legal incident. Had to leave that job. Moved to New York. Start everything ground you know, right from fresh. From you know, people say I'm starting from scratch. I literally was starting from scratch. Um, you know, and I knew a guy, a good friend, offered me a job. Say he had a bar. So he was get like,
0: back up on your feet.
1: Yeah, get put some cash in your pocket. Yeah, I took it, and but I wasn't trying to be recognized. You know, I wasn't trying to be like, hey, I'm out here. The rest the old wrestlers out here it wasn't anything like that. Mm. It wasn't that I didn't want to be recognized. I, I didn't expect to be recognized. So was it were you almost a little bit embarrassed that you were being recognized? Yeah, you know, I'd be lying if I would say no. No, I wasn't a little bit. Of course I was a little bit embarrassed, yeah. you know? I mean, I went from within a year I went from being the uh, the on-air host for everything sports related on HSN yeah. to I had a life hiccup. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, I'm standing in a, you know, on a street, you know, at 3 in the morning. Yeah. You know, checking IDs for somebody to come into a bar. it, it, it Anybody who says that that doesn't embarrass them a little bit's bit, lying to. Them. Yeah, I'm telling you, I I come to these events and stuff, these signings, and I love them, and I love meeting the fans. I, it's it's a lot of fun, but you know, to do something like this, not the venue I probably would have chosen. I would have rather you come by my office.
0: Okay, I will. Yeah, we'll and do another and that's one. That's
1: an open invitation.
0: Okay, there it right. is. Next time I'm in New York City. Next time I'm gonna we'll hold do you to that. Okay. okay, done, done. <laughs> I like that you refer to this as a life hiccup because yeah. it's probably. It's probably one of the worst times of your life. It was, but in hindsight, also probably something that really helped to turn things around for you. It,
1: it I mean, I'd hate to say that. I hate to say this. But it probably saved my life. Wow, you know. I mean, and, and that's just real talk, you know. Yeah. And and um, it was a life hiccup, and it 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 interrupted with what I had going on. But what I had going on wasn't sustainable, so it needed to be. I needed yeah. an interruption, um, and I've always believed that. It, I can always reinvent myself, you know, uh, You know, with a job. I can always reinvent myself with what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, haven't ha- I have not landed a great job like that since. However, you know, I'm still here. I'm still able to do stuff like You this. still look great. Oh, God bless you. Thank it's you. It's true. Thank you.
0: What, was it because of wrestling that you were addicted to pills?
1: Oh, Well, I mean.
0: That that was that where it started? Absolutely. Okay. Uh,
1: and it's, I mean, it wasn't, you know, wrestling didn't do it. I did it. But. Sure. It, you know, it, I would have never. And this is sound crazy. I wouldn't even take Tylenol for a headache back before then, bro. For I remember the <laughs> first pill I ever took. I was like, "Yeah, I'm on to something here." So, you huh. know, is that wrestling doing it? No. But
0: well, were you in pain?
1: Uh, at the time I was. I mean, I was. and I just had hand surgery, so yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you know, it's just
0: that's life, man. Man, yeah. is it is it the crazy slippery slope that everyone talks it about? It is. It is. One pill turns into two. Turns. One. into... Yeah, one turns into two, turns into
1: 30, to turns into... I was at, at when, when that happened to me, I was taking close to 40 to 50 a day.
0: <laughs> My goodness.
1: Yeah. Wow. Did so, you, did but you, here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. I, I could function on them. I could do it and go and do two you hours. You probably couldn't function if you weren't on well, them. Yeah, but I'm saying... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I could do them and go do two hours on HSN. Wow. Yeah. And sell the hell out of some football merchandise. <laughs> yeah.
0: But as you're taking a fistful of these, yeah. are you going, this is not sustainable. I what am I doing? Yeah. I wish my brain would have thought that. Of course, deep downs in the
1: in the, the corners, I'm yeah, I knew that. Yeah. This this ends bad. Yeah. That's what I knew. This ends bad, just not today. Yeah. And then the next day. This ends bad, just not today. Wow. And you just put that off long enough and the next thing you know, you're three, four years later. Still telling yourself the same thing. This is yeah. bad. Yeah. Not today. Did you think you were going to get caught? Get caught? Yeah. No. Hell no. Well, because what I was doing, I, I didn't. I didn't really view it as illegal. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't buying them illegally. I wasn't selling a single one of them. Yeah. I was just going to see too many doctors. Which in Florida is not okay. Well, in mean, everywhere is not <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. But <laughs> it was just. It was your stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I literally. The guy, the guy shows up, and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> really? That's bad. Like, that's a bad thing. Oh no! Yeah. And I was like, "I'm not selling him." He's like, and he was like, "Oh, I know." He's like, he's like, "You just got a problem," and I did, and I did. So, and then you know, in a way, like, I'm serious, man. I saved my life.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and then did you reach out to WWE or did they, they reach out, out to out you? To me. Oh, they wow. reached out to
1: me. It was on. It, came, it went out. It hit the news waves probably a day or two later. Yeah, it was on TMZ. It was on TMZ. Yeah. And um, later on that day, that that day, Johnny Ace uh, reached out. Devon, a couple other boys, reached out to me, and like, cause like, no one knew I had a problem, you know. And because I could, I could maintain, I could hide it. Yeah. And you know, and I, did did tell him. I was like, it's, it's not a problem to me. I love it, you know, <laughs> but. <laughs> obviously wasn't sustainable yeah you know i needed that and you know it, it it hit me financially pretty pretty difficult but um you know it's just life you know and at life you're gonna have your times where you get kicked down yeah you know and it's it's not about falling down it's about hopefully falling forward so yeah
0: yeah did did rehab help to get you back to where you wanted to be
1: how oh, that, that's
0: that, that that's a weird question because
1: rehab's going to fail because I went to rehab once before that actually, and it didn't work. Rehab only works if you're ready for it. Sure. And that's, and that's just true talk. Yeah. And you know, they tell you when you get there too, and it's true, you can't quit for your kids, your parents, you can't quit for a spouse. You have to be ready to quit for you or you will fail. And that's true. Mm-hmm. It took me losing what I had to, for me to be like, all right, enough. That's enough.
0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You had a really good run after WWE. And we'll get into the WWE stuff here in a minute, but... You had a great hosting career, wow. a great reality TV show career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it, it's,
1: it's hard to believe. It's hard to you know, think back. I worked for BET and HSN, and I did the Surreal Life and stuff. A lot of, I did, I was able to do a lot of cool stuff that just looking back is just like, I, you know, I'm a country boy, man. I grew up in Virginia in a, in a small town. Literally, my high school had 400 kids in it. And, you know, I've been able to see yeah. all the things I've been able to see. So, I consider myself, I count myself fortunate each and every day.
0: Do you still have dreams, aspirations to continue to work in show business? Of course. Okay. Yeah, those will never die. Yeah. I mean, you still look the same age. Like, <laughs> you seriously have not aged. God bless Maybe it's because you have the same haircut that you had back yeah, then. Yeah, that, that's never. <laughs> and, you know, it's weird.
1: If I do grow my hair out, I mean, it's a little grayer. It shows a little bit more wear it's hair. Sure. But if I shave, it does. It allows me to... Try to look a little. A little yeah,
0: younger. <laughs> thank you, Chris. It's true. Thank you, bro. It's damn it. True, and you're still <laughs> in great shape, too.
1: Thank you, brother. Yeah,
0: you. I feel like everybody that was walking up to you here was talking to you about the Undertaker spot at the Everyone. Royal Rumble. Everyone, like that—that's—that's that's one of the big highlights of your WWE career. Made
1: my wrestling
0: career. I am curious. Were you supposed to go through the second rope? No. Mm. No. Because then it ended, then it turned into a storyline where you got a title shot the next day against Chris Jericho. But so who who messed that up?
1: Oh, Taker fucked that up, big time. <laughs> I mean, of course he did. And I told him, I was like, listen, when you throw me out, throw me out. Nah, it was honestly, <laughs> it was something that just no one thought about. It wasn't a it wasn't a fuck up at the time. Huh. It wasn't a it was just something that like the spot was kicking him. Then the spot was him coming in and me cowering and no, I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, yeah. And um after that was just the uh, the chair shot, which I still will <laughs> say was probably one of the hardest chair shots ever. And then the whole popcorn machine. No one, myself, Taker, I don't think anyone even thought about the whole going through the rope scenario. Huh. And then it you know, blew up on the internet. David's yeah. not eliminated. To which they fixed it with the tire shot the title next title day. Jericho. Yeah.
0: When they yeah. approached you, you're going to have a spot at the Royal Rumble. Not only are you uh, going to have a spot at the Royal Rumble with Undertaker, but you're going to eliminate Undertaker. I, would,
1: I dare to say the spot. Because if you yeah. if you ask anybody to mention anything from the 2002 Royal Rumble.
0: Oh, yeah. Man, what are they going to say? A lot of people might not even remember who won the Royal Rumble. I don't. But they will remember. <laughs> I don't. I got no clue. That's amazing. I have honestly no clue. But they will remember if how the have Undertaker $10 million got eliminated.
1: dollars here for me to remember. I could, I couldn't even guess. I could not even venture a guess. I'm dead serious.
0: <laughs> Everyone in the comments is going, "Come on!" Yeah,
1: I know. There's a bunch of. There's so many people out there right now that know the the order which everybody went out. Yeah. yeah. I, I have no clue.
0: When they approached you with that, mm-hmm. were you like, "Are you? Wow, are you
1: serious?" All right. <laughs> so at the time, I was finally training, and I was uh in. Uh, HWA. I was in Cincinnati, so they flew me up, and then and all they told me in Cincinnati is, yeah, they're flying you to Atlanta. You're probably going to have a, a, a spot in the Rumble. Okay, they'll have me come out. And I'll get to you know come out. Now, but I'd wrestled a couple times. I think I'd wrestled Taz those three times. I'd also wrestled uh, Booker on SmackDown. So I had had a little bit more TV experience by this time. Yeah, I'm walking to the ring. I get to the arena. I'm walking to the ring. Shane. And Taker come up and see me. And they're like, Maeve, we want to tell you what we got going on tonight. And already, like, why Shane? Why does he care? You know, and definitely, why is Taker here? Yeah. You know, I thought it would be one of the agents coming up to me. I thought it would be Briscoe or Arn or somebody. Hey, you're coming out, you know, 17th. You're going out 18th, you know. Um, and then they tell me, they're like, yeah, so you know, Taker's going to shit can everybody out, the Hardys, Lita. And then they, you're going to come out. It's going to be you and him. And he's going to do something. And then you're going to hit him with that drop kick and eliminate And I'm like, what? And Taker, no lie, turns down, looks at Shane, and he goes, are you fucking kidding me? And I didn't know. I thought he was, like, being told this information at the time, too. And I'm just like, Jesus, I'm dead. And I'm like, oh, God, please just just die right now. And he turns down and looks and winks at me. I, that's what goes to show the, the professional he was. He was willing to put me over, yeah, and to to do me that favor, but yeah. to do the
0: business, yeah, it
1: wasn't just for me; it was for just the wrestling business, you know, for the the, the tough enough franchise. For you know, I, I if that doesn't happen, do six more tough enoughs or however many more tough Enough happen, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, and from that, you know, I'll spend the rest of my life, no matter if that's today or a hundred years from now answering questions about that, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. I love
0: it. He gave me a career.
1: Yeah. He gave me a career.
0: He did. Yeah. And it's that one moment that, again, everybody <laughs> will always... Oh. Yeah. People forget the stuff you did with Evolution. Yeah. Like, yeah. You were in WWE for almost five years. I was.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, did. I got to do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, how many people can say they have a pinfall victory against Evolution? Yeah, you know, I mean, against, against Batista. Yeah. How many people can say that they have a pinfall victory against Undertaker? Yeah,
0: it's, it's, yeah. I also thought that you had one of the best entrance themes at the time. Everybody, like, ugh. It's so good. Everybody,
1: it's, I don't love it. Really? No, and it's the saddest thing because it's it's more, all right, if people bring up the Undertaker thing first, they bring up my music second most. And that's no joke. Everyone loves it but me. And I feel bad because the band, the, the band is great. It's a good song. It's just, uh, Here's what it is. It's a good song. It's just not the song I would have picked for me to come Why out. What would to. you have picked? When I was growing up and thinking of myself late, late at night coming out, that, that's not the entrance theme I had <laughs> in my
0: <mind>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, God, <yeah.
1: laughs> You know the heart. Listen to <laughs> I do. <laughs> 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 it just wasn't me. It just, what would I have picked? Yeah. At the time, you know, I mean, I was you know I was probably into a little bit more hip-hop music at the time. Sure. You know, or I, I to this day. I mean, if I'm like, if I need something to get really like just, just, just pumped to, I mean, I'll, I, I'll go back to old like kickstart my heart. You know, Motley Crue and yeah, stuff like okay. that. You know, old Metallica, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, ah, remember what is it? Uh, Stranglehold, Ted Nugent. <laughs> to me, that's the best music. That's the best opening that music ever. Should have ever. been Maven's entrance thing. Ah, I, you, I would, I'd be playing it over the loudspeaker right now if that was it. <laughs> But it's just, and I, you know, the song, I, another thing, I love the song because of what, how much the fans love it.
0: Yeah. Did you think that you ever had a chance in WWE where you were on, like, right there about to do something big (laughs) and it was just taken away from you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was it taken away from me? I don't know if it was taken away from me, but do, I don't think they used me, like, like, I could have been a a lot better. I could have been a lot better at, on the mic. Yeah. than a lot of the guys I think that they had that were getting mic time Um, I think they could have done more with me yeah Yeah. I definitely think they could have you know exposed you know just more of my you know personality and because trust me when I left and I started doing stuff with TNA I'm a hell of a heel like I'm a damn good bad guy yeah yeah like damn good bad guy
0: so when when you did get released were you kind of like yeah you know they weren't really doing anything with me at the time No, no just next step what's next yeah.
1: Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. All right, you follow. But did keep. you
0: expect it to happen? The
1: release? Yeah. No, it caught me off guard. Huh. It caught me off guard. Yeah. Well, I was totally surprised. What was the reason that they gave you? Just a l- lack of storyline, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was doing stuff with Simon Dean. Uh, I was tagging. And usually, when you're a, when you're in singles and they mo- relegate you to to tags, yeah, you that's know, that's it's never good. Yeah. So I mean, it didn't completely c- completely catch me off guard, but you know. I was probably in denial yeah. that something's going to come. They're going to they're going to figure out. They're going to you know figure you know figure something out to uh, to use me with and to to give me a good push with.
0: Yeah, okay. and then it just never came it just around. It Never came. It just never came. And then, but TNA came around like not long after that. Oh, I was and guys like Devon and you know
1: guys that I was working with, Bob, yeah. you know um, uh, Billy Gunn, you know Jeff Jarrett. They were you know doing all these shows and making you know decent money on the on the side and able to you know. Just have fun matches, and yeah. they called, and I, I went. And, oh, I had some—I had some of my most fun times wrestling, doing that, just on the weekends, doing those, doing those shows.
0: Yeah, yeah. How did you decide that wrestling was going to be behind you? Because it was not long after TNA that you retired. It wasn't that, I retired. Heck, I did a show a couple weeks ago. So okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: but as far as making all my money in wrestling, retired fair enough it just other other stuff came you know and i mean i started doing the the um home shopping network and that was the best job you know it was <clears throat> fun i went into it as a joke thinking yeah you know, like, i'm gonna sell shit on hsn and it turned out to be the best place to work and it was just wow. it was i was good at it
0: so basically you're saying that other stuff just started eclipsing wrestling Exactly. Surreal World came around. Yeah. And then you had all these hosting gigs. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Other opportunities came. Yeah. And you know, when I got on HSN and I'm able to, you know, stand up there for 30 minutes and sell NFL jackets, no one's hit me with a chair, and they're paying really well. Yeah. It's like who's it's
0: you know, who's not gonna stay there? What what so. what do you see yourself as? Do you see yourself as a former wrestler? As a former TV host, as a reality show star, now, as a Wall Street guy? Definitely. Not, not the last two. That's for not. Nice okay. I'm
1: definitely not a Wall Street guy. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I'm not a reality star because the reality stars are the people, you know, those guys that are actually making a career, a living out of it um, to this day. And that's not me. Yeah. Um, yeah probably f-
0: f- former wrestler. Yeah.
1: Entertainer. I don't know. Just eh. Think
0: of how different your career would have been. If Twitter and Instagram were a thing uh, when you won Tough Enough. I would have been all over. You'd that. have a million followers instantly. I'd be all, I would have been all over. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. Probably that day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would have been different. And, yeah.
0: It's just a
1: different time, though. It is. It's a different time. Uh, people value different things now, and I've
0: I probably was missed that by five or ten years. You know? Yeah, because you won Tough Enough in 01. 01. Twitter was like 08, Eight 09. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if it would have been maybe 10 years earlier, I would yeah. have I would have been and I would have been all over that. But cuz I used to have a MySpace page. i did have a MySpace page.
0: <laughs> but with that said, the show wouldn't have been as big on MTV if it was on in 2009. You're right. People weren't watching MTV people at the time. Have. Well, and people watch TV and people people take in information different now. People were still watching TV back exactly. then. Exactly.
1: And that's what it is. You know, and and I might not have had a a, a chance then. You know, the way we bring in information now is yeah. just, it's just different. And so, I probably wouldn't have had a a show on her then. I probably wouldn't have had an opportunity. Yeah. Because realistically, would I have left a job teaching and that security to go and explore a, a, a chance at a wrestling school? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I did it because it was on TV. Right. And I did it because I knew it was a fast track to the WWF.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, probably not. Yeah. A story came out. Not that long ago, where you lost the Tough Enough Trophy in a a storage locker auction. Yeah. (laughs) Funny
1: story. I never had it. What do you mean? I never had the thing. So that wasn't your storage locker? No, no. It it was. Okay. I got the trophy, gave it to a buddy of mine who, because it won it in New York, and I was staying up in Connecticut for a a couple days. Went back home with it. It never, never came to my house. It was in his house for... Probably ten years, and then when I moved, uh, I put my stuff in a storage lo- at the storage locker, and that was the one that it was it was
0: in. So that person said that when they won the storage locker auction, they reached out to you to you see think, if you wanted it. No, never, never reached out to me. That is part of the story. Never reached out to me. Do you want it?
1: I mean, would I like to have it? Of course, I'd like to have it. Is my I mean, do I want it? Want it? I've, I've, I've lost zero sleep over it
0: because someone watching this right now either is the person who owns it or knows the person who listen, owns it. Here's the thing. The people that got it also got, got listen they um got
1: photo albums that of my childhood like my so parents and stuff. I did get those. Okay. They get but I don't remember they didn't offer me the the, the tough enough trophy. They never offered that. So if so If they would have offered it I would have said yeah, I'll take it.
0: So if but, someone watching this right now reached out to you and said, "Hey, I've got it. Do you do you want it back?" I would take it back, but I
1: mean it's if, if also if they wanted to keep it i would probably even sign it for them. i don't oh, it, yeah okay. it's not it's not something i would put up really ever no really no. it's a, it's so funny it stayed in i'm serious it stayed in a bag in my
0: buddy's for 10 years in his closet is it that you're not it proud never, of it uh, it's just, I is it that it's kind of ugly Uh no, it's not tmz that. called it ugly
1: it, it, it was it, it's just i don't need stuff like that hmm. like i don't need stuff like that to
0: that's
1: interesting. I don't know.
0: Okay. I, I yeah. I don't know. Ah, I I find I'm that- in my college's
1: hall of hall of fame for baseball, and I've got a plaque somewhere that says that. Yeah. That's not hanging up.
0: I don't even know where it is. So if we go to your house right now, you'll what- see nothing of me. Really? You'll see one thing of me up. Not one. Not not a still of you drop kicking the Undertaker.
1: One. Not one. Wow. The I, the action figures I have are off on the side, stacked up on top of each other. My pictures from like signings like this are on top of those you won't see one thing of my career or anything I've ever done up. Wow, that's really
0: interesting. Not one. I've never put stuff like that up. When was the last time you talked to Nydia?
1: Probably when she was still in WWE. When we were both still in WWE. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's been
0: years. Yeah. It's just so... What's funny about wrestling in general mm-hmm. is that you spend four or five years in WWE. Right. And you could go live to be 104 years old. Right. For the rest of your life... No matter what you accomplish, you will always be a former WWE superstar. Always, always. And I take pride in that. Of course you do. Yeah, I take pride in that. But you've also done so many other things right. since.
1: <laughs> I, I get more excited off of knowing there's an Urban Dictionary with my name in it. That's the kind of stuff that I think is cool. Or that there's a Wikipedia page with me yeah. that I didn't make. Yeah. And that, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. All right, that's cool. Or I'm in a video game. Yeah, that's cool. You know? Yeah, that That's Stuff like all that. really cool. That's what, you know, I love, you know? I guess... Or the occasional time when I'm walking down the street and someone will stop me. It doesn't happen much anymore. Yeah. You know, it used to happen all the time. Not much anymore. But just seeing the joy on their face... Yeah. ...that my dumbass can make their day, that's cool. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I, it just occurred to me now that this is the 20-year anniversary it is. of you winning Tough Enough. That's crazy. That's insane. We're like, like a couple months away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, I feel like somebody needs to do something for this. I, you know what? I I agree. <laughs> yeah. In the grand scheme of Tough Enough contestants, right. who do you think is number one? Who's been the most successful? Okay. That one, I would have to say probably it's a... Close fight
1: between Miz and Morrison. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got two guys yeah, that are yeah. um, I mean, amazing in ring. Absolutely. Amazing, both of them. Miz, Miz
0: has WWE been, champion. champion.
1: Champion. And probably a little bit of uh, more success outside of the
0: ring. Yeah. You know, Maybe. Morrison's yeah. done it. He's had his success outside of the ring. Too. He's also stayed in WWE the entire time. Right. Morrison has had a very successful career in impact. Yeah. Lucha Underground, exactly. And now he's back in WWE. Well,
1: and he's doing some. He's he's, he's got his fingers wet in Hollywood. Oh yeah, stuff, you know. So he's a
0: great filmmaker.
1: He, yeah, he is. He is. And he's he is. I remember seeing him because they would bring us out for those tough enoughs when they were training, and I looked at him and I was and I just knew I was like, there's something special about this kid. Yeah. And this was back when he before he had long hair, when he had short hair. Yeah, you could just see something in it, and it makes me, you know, just. Happy that he that these guys followed in my footsteps. That's amazing. That's just
0: crazy for me to think that. You know, it it may be hard for you to answer this, but where are you on that list?
1: Uh, Oh, it's not hard to answer. I'm
0: rel, I'm, I'm relatively, you know,
1: perfectly capable of being humble about where I,
0: I. Probably, I would say maybe. Be like sixth or something like that, maybe. That's probably pretty fair. Yeah. Because I would think Ryback might be.
1: Yeah. Up there. Yeah, that's. True. Well, I saw a guy with a Ryback shirt on, so he immediately comes to my mind. Yeah. And, you know, and then a the couple of the girls. Of course. You know, you oh, know, Jackie course. Gata had a hell of a career, and yeah, you know, there's just Mandy. Yeah. It's, it's been a just, lot. Yeah, I mean, the, the only reason I would think I even put myself in the top ten is because I was the first male. And. and you know. It's a lot. Of, I would have been. You know, third season male
0: winner and I had the career I had. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah. first season male and then you actually did stuff. There's a lot of people who won tough enough. I did nothing with it. Yeah. And I we agree. never saw them again. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. So you so, actually did something. Yeah.
1: And i and I and
0: you you said that's hard to answer. That's not hard that's not hard for me to well, maybe, accept a bit. No, no, and I, I did. And I meant maybe it's just hard to put yourself in that perspective. Nah, not at all. You are nah. very humble about all of this. That's
1: it's, it's true. Yeah. But I can't look at myself and be honest with myself about my about what I'm good at, or my faults, my shortcomings, or or things that I I I don't meet up to others' expectations, at, then I'm only lying to me. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie to myself. Man, why? That don't get you nowhere.
0: I loved it right before we started this. You said, "Yeah, man, I'm. Let's talk about anything. Man, nothing's off limits Nothing's off
1: table. Nothing's off limits."
0: Which, which I I really respect about you. Man, nothing's off limits Because there's been some hiccups in your life that you're probably not that proud of. I'm definitely not proud of. And you don't want to probably relive those moments. That was Gene Sitzka just walked by everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, If we would have yelled his name, he would have came over. He has a giant beard. That's too far And he loves a camera. (laughs) You mentioned the steroids earlier. Mm -hmm. How did that path begin for you? Was (laughs) it just, I didn't think I was big enough? It's, I was told,
1: now I won't say who, but I was told that by others, that you're in a business now, you weigh two or five, we need you up, we need you to get a little bit bigger. Oh, wow. And I listened to that advice. I would have sought that out regardless. Just to keep up? Just to look good. But does somebody- My God, like, <laughs> if you look at like pictures of when I started, and then yeah. when I look like a couple years later, it's just night and day, and it, and that's addictive.
0: The, the the looking like that, that's the addictive part of it. What about the the, the feeling like that? Because testosterone is—I've oh, yeah. never taken it, but that's a hell of a drug, from what I understand. It's well,
1: it's just you, you just feel great, and you just you just you just feel that hardness and that just—it just feels good. Yeah, it's not like an euphoric like type of goodness feel. It's just you just feel and you look good, and that, doesn't it give you a lot of energy too? Not, no, not necessarily a ton of energy. That's you. That's youth. <laughs> But it's just—and it also becomes a, psycholog- a psychological edge, too, because I would go to the gym, and if I was on stuff, I was like, all right, I yeah. got to get my money's worth out of this. And then when I wasn't on stuff, I'd be in the gym. I'd be like, what am I doing here anyway? I'm not on anything.
0: <laughs> we don't have to name names here, but when you're starting to go down that path, yeah. does someone go, all right, Maven, you're going to need this much test, this much trend, this much Winnie.
1: It, well, um, actually, I did. I had a doctor. Okay. That was telling me. Wow. Telling me that. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. I did, man. I, and, and, and and I was getting good stuff from good pharmacies. That was being shipped to my house, completely legal,
0: because it's being prescribed.
1: Being prescribed, yeah. That's scary. It is. It was. Wow. And if if I was to run you through how easy it was, yeah. I'd, like I've bought vehicles that were harder. Well, that does not exist anymore. It does not. <laughs> That's certainly not there. Maybe it, it exists not. somewhere else, but yeah, no, not. And, and that was one of the things that 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 I guess had to change in the business. And I mean, you look at guys now, and they just look different than we did. Yeah. Not even me. My my, my guy Some of the guys I worked with were just physical specimens. Yeah. And it's just it's a different business now. Yeah. And it's probably good for guys' health. Yeah. And you know, because guys during my days were dropping like flies. It's well, true. Like literally, I like, I can name countless guys that i wrestled with and then they're gone now yeah you know? it's sad it is. it's very sad it really is i mean you know i mean you remember test one of my best friends i moved when i moved to florida in 08 um for hsn first guy i hung out with and and just i mean you know to think a couple months later he's gone you know wow just needless needless death
0: yeah there's a rumor out there that you are somehow related to Conan. Is this actually true?
1: It's not true. No. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> I've heard it too. Yeah, and, I mean, unless, unless I don't know about it. I not. feel
0: like you would know about I it. I figure
1: I would know about it.
0: I just feel like I had to I just had to ask. Nah, maybe someone is. can clear that up on the Wikipedia. <laughs> Hold up. Is it on Wikipedia? Yes. I said I had a Wikipedia. page. maybe. I haven't even read it. <laughs> oh, I think like it's on. It's been so it's long on, since I read it. I think it's on the Wikipedia. Is
1: it? I'll have to check it. I'll have to check it out.
0: Just a few more questions because I want to be very respectful of your time right, and fine. also I want to be respectful of everyone else you're here. Fine. Yeah. When you were enter- when you won the contract, okay. you're basically thrown to the wolves. Yeah. What was the best piece of advice that someone gave you when you were about to make your WWE debut? All right. It wasn't a debut. Okay. Here's a good story, though. WrestleMania 18, Toronto. I was there, by the way. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm from Toronto. Oh, okay. I was sitting there, 26th row, mainly for Rock Hogan, but you also won the Hardcore Championship there.
1: I'm gonna. I, I went in the hardcore and left the hardcore champion. That's right. And you bring you bring his name up, so I'll finish the story with him. Best advice I ever, got, And it was it calmed me down. So, WrestleMania 18, Toronto. I'm backstage again, scared to death. I mean, there's seventy-some thousand people out there. Yep. Brock sees this. Maeve, come here. So I'm like, yeah, go up to him. I'm thinking, here comes. I'm gonna get words of advice from the best. He goes, hey. Uh, No one's really expecting much out of you, so just do the best you can. (laughs) And he turns around and walks away, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) And he turns and winks at me, and that calmed me down. You know, that just— just Yeah. Just that that one little joke. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it. Just go out there and have fun. know, And uh, and now, if I see somebody to this day that is nervous or they— You know, what can you tell me? I'll say the exact same thing. (laughs) Just do the best you can. No one's expecting much out of you. Wow. It's just— just calm him down. Try to calm him down a little where, bit. It worked for
0: me. Where were you watching Rock Hogan? Uh, actually, we had got a,
1: um, at that point, I was done. I was third match. Of the, no. Where was I for that? I want to say I was I was backstage because I had either done just got done filming my spot with Christian where I rolled him up and acted like I drove away in the cab or I was about to do it. I, I think we had already done it. But I was watching with everyone else back. Well, you know, you've been backstage. Have you been? You've been backstage. Yeah. You seen how they have this cameras, the yeah. television monitors set yeah, up. Yeah.
0: I was back there watching
1: with the rest of the boys. And I'm sure
0: everybody was around. Everybody there was gathered yeah. around. Yeah, I mean it's, well, it's. my favorite match of all time. It's. I mean it's two legends. You know. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah, because besides being a wrestler, I'm a fan number one. Yeah. I'm a fan first.
1: Yeah. What's so, up? Yeah.
0: I want to thank you for this. This has okay. been great. And I feel like we could talk for four more hours, but That's my, it's been my pleasure. No, this has been great. I end every interview with the same question. So I will ask this of you. Okay. I start and end every day with gratitude. Okay. I say out loud three things that I'm grateful for and it really sets my you know, tone for the day. So what okay. are three things in your life? You do life? that every day? Every day. Really? Every day. Huh. Because it's so easy to get caught up in what I don't have. But if you're focused on what you do have... It's so much easier to be grateful. So, what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Huh. Three things that I'm
1: grateful. Okay. Obviously, um, health, first and foremost. Because if you don't have health, you got nothing. And I think what we've learned the last, what, 18 months? Jeez. It's health to everything.
0: Yeah. What do, uh, they, what do they say? Uh, a healthy man has a million problems. A sick man has one.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, I like that.
0: Yeah. Um, two, opportunity. Because... You know, I mean,
1: I'm still you know being able to do stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, We didn't go into it, but right before the pandemic, I actually went down and and I interviewed with uh, WWE about maybe getting back in for announcing. Stuff like this can only help. Wow. And you know the fact that I have my job, you know the uh, uh, fact that a small company took a chance on me to do finance. I've never done it before. Yeah. That was an opportunity. So thankful for opportunities. And, you know, the third is family. Yeah, yeah I mean, the people that... And, and that, I'll put my friends in it, too. People that you lean on yeah. when you're having bad days. Yeah. So...
0: So does this mean we might see you back in WWE? I, wearing a fancy suit?
1: I, if, yeah. you do, if you do, you won't be wearing this, and I won't <laughs> be sweating all over the place. I promise you so, that.
0: So this is maybe a possibility. It was a possibility. I'm hoping
1: once, you know, everything gets back up and running, that that can be, you know, looked into again. Who knows? But if it's not, I'm... I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I hope to continue to learn and yeah. just get better at that. Yeah. And I promise the next time you
0: see me, you'll see me with a smile regardless, either way. You're always smiling. You have this huge energy, this amazing charisma that's so magnetic. Oh, thank you, bro. Likewise. It's true. Likewise, Well, brother. I just feed off of yours. <laughs> that must be it. Thank, thank you so much, brother. My pleasure, brother. I love this. My
1: pleasure, brother.
0: Oh, man. What a guy. What a conversation. I'm so glad we were able to do that one in person. It just made it so much better. Thank you to Maven for taking the time to have this conversation at the Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest. Also, a huge thank you to the We Like Wrestling podcast for bringing me in for the Fan Fest. I had such a great time hanging out with those guys at their table. And I was recently a guest on their show. So you can search for We Like Wrestling wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. And as you heard during the interview, Maven doesn't have social media. But I'm confident that there's someone out there who wants to hear this interview and they're a big fan of his work. So take a screenshot so you can share it with them and tag me at Chris Van so I can retweet it or I can share it on Instagram. I'm thinking that if you're a loyal listener to the podcast like you are right now and you're listening all the way until the end, you're probably already a loyal subscriber as well. But if you aren't, please make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Speaking of social media, I tweeted this out last week. It's a quote that I love and we'll end with it today. It's from Michael Jordan, who says, some people want it to happen. Some people wish it would happen. Others make it happen. So go out there and make it happen this week. Be great. Be grateful. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.